friends and neighbors welcome to monster movie fun time go welcome everybody hello i'm one of your hosts precious d and i am one of your hosts honey b we are two best friends making our way through the history of kaiju movies giant monster movies and we're now up to 1977 78 We've been working on our production values, but for this episode, Honeybee is back on her phone. So she should be back to her other equipment next week, but yeah, if it sounds yeah. different than it did. The yeah, I'm so way. sorry. So sorry. It's just this once. Just this one. Before we get started, we have a little Kaiju news. Kaiju news. There's been a lot of kaiju news lately, but the one specific thing I'm going to report on is Godzilla Island, a Japanese TV show from 1997, is now available to watch for the first time in America and I guess around the world through Toho's official Godzilla YouTube channel, which is the same place where you can watch the other thing that we're going to be, one of the other things we're discussing today. This was a show, a TV show from 1997 that was 256 three-minute episodes. Holy shit. But I just Whoa. watched the first episode, and they're really more like two-minute episodes because there's 30 seconds of opening theme song and 30 seconds of closing oh theme song. Oh, my gosh. You're joking. Wow. And the monsters are action figures. Yay! Time toy kaiju. <laughs> I'm saying they are they are literally just action figures. It's not even stop motion. Wow. There was a lot of uh, Bandai action figures made, tie-in figures made for this show, and that's partly because the show's made using action figures. I assume also manufactured by Bandai. I have, like I said, I've only watched the first episode so far, so I don't know what the monster fights actually end up looking like. If you, I don't know if you can see the hands of the people holding the toys or what. Oh my gosh. It's set in 2097 on Godzilla Island, where in the future, the monsters are all living in some kind of harmony. And there's a human force called the G-Guard that sort of monitors the island which they just set this up in the first few minutes and then, and they're like, and this guy is the commander of the G guard. And then he's like, Oh, things sure are quiet. Oh, look, a spaceship. And that's where it ends. So <laughs> that's your two minutes. <laughs> yep. So I'm guessing that this spaceship shows up at Godzilla Island and starts spitting out alien monsters or something. <laughs> like you do. Yeah. And uh, there's monster fights. So you can watch that on Toho's official Godzilla YouTube channel. Woohoo! Now today on the show, we're going to be discussing, in a way, two cartoons. One being a cartoon in the more original sense of a drawing. And the second being an animated cartoon, which is how we tend to use the term these days. We are talking about Godzilla, King of the Monsters, the... Marvel Comics comic book series from 1977. And then we're going to talk about the Godzilla cartoon show from 1978. So the, the comic ran from 77 to 79. So there was some crossover between, <laughs> between the period that these were both out. Very cool. We love, we love a good crossover. I just mean the, the time period crosses over. There's not direct interaction between the two. Stories. Oh, oh! One is damn. one is not an adaptation. They're separate things. One is not an adaptation of the other. Although in both of these, Godzilla is green instead of gray, like he is in the movies. <laughs> oh God, his. Oh well, never mind. I'll wait till we get there. 
<laughs> okay. But the cartoon <laughs> has uh, fairly recently been put up in its entirety, two seasons, uh, again on Toho's official Godzilla channel. So check it out, y'all, because it's free on YouTube. The Godzilla Island thing is in Japanese with English subtitles. Godzilla cartoon is an American cartoon, so it's it's just in English. Uh, but it's good quality. It's not, you know, sometimes you go find an old cartoon on YouTube and somebody's just, you know, pointed a camera at their VHS recording from 20 Ugh. years ago. And that you can, like, hear them breathing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, this, this is high high quality version of the cartoons. Yay. But let's talk about the comic first. It ran from, as I said, 77 to 79, 24 issues, published by Marvel Comics. Uh, this comic now tends to go for quite a bit of money. Not, not like millions, but the first issue can go for over a hundred dollars, depending on the condition. I have a trade paperback collection, essential Godzilla King of the Monsters. That is a reprint from 2006. And I believe that only had one print run and is now out of print so that tends to go for like 50 bucks or more dang that's cool it was 20 dollars when it came out i think i got it for less than that off of amazon but now that it's out of print if you go on amazon they're gonna want 200 bucks or whatever if you go on ebay you can it just depends on the condition of the copy and who how many people are bidding on it it can go from anywhere from 20 to 50 to 60 so marvel had licensed godzilla from Toho to make a comic book. The license ran out after two years. Then years later, they talked Toho into letting him do this reprint, but apparently just this one-time reprint. There's not a second printing of it. You can't buy a digital copy on Comixology or anything, or Marvel Unlimited or anything like that. So now this, so now the reprint is a collector's item. The reprint's in black and white. There was a period when Marvel was put and DC were both putting out these fat trade back trade paperbacks that were to keep the cost down black and white reprints of books that were originally in color. Ooh. Most of the ones they put out now, I think are in color. I don't know if it's just gotten cheaper to print color or what, or they just realize people will pay a little bit more for it. Or I don't know. I don't think I had any of this. I was aware of it when it was new, but I didn't have it. But yeah, I bought this essential back back when it was affordable. I'm going to read the description from the back of the trade paperback. Nice. And then I'll go into more a more detailed uh, description from Wikizilla. Hit us with the truth. <laughs> First, we have a quote. You have your fear, which might become reality. And you have Godzilla, which is reality. Godzilla, King of the Monsters, 1956. So I think that's a quote from the movie. And then it says, oh, and what a reality it was. For two years, Japan's greatest export was one of Marvel's biggest stars, and the King of the Monsters upheld his title against some of the best and worst the House of Ideas had to offer. House of Ideas is a nickname that Marvel Comics has given themselves. Including the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, and Nick Fury and the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Godzilla shrinks, goes west, travels through time, and hosts one of Spider-Man's most gratuitous guest shots ever plus wow. aliens mutants mad scientists and almost a dozen more giant monsters now marvel only had the license for godzilla not for any of his other movie monsters so they had to make up <laughs> they had to make up their own monsters for him to fight and yeah they just decided to bring him straight into the marvel universe so <laughs> He's fighting a bunch of superheroes, among other things. And then after the license ran out, they kind of kept using him a little bit, but they had him get mutated so that he no longer resembled Godzilla so much. And I think they stopped using the name Godzilla, but within the continuity of the story, it was still the same monster. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> loopholes. Loopholes. That's kind of <laughs> annoying. Don't you feel like that's uh, kind of like like as a fan, like what the hell? 
Yeah. Well, I've seen Marvel do this before. They did this in Shang-Chi, Master of Kung Fu. Uh, originally, Shang-Chi's father was Dr. Fu Manchu, and they had a license from the Sax romer estate to use the name Dr. Fu Manchu. And then they lost that license, so then they changed it and retconned it to his father having a different name, or they would just call him the doctor for a while and then completely changed who his father was or, you know, just did things to deal with the fact that they no longer had the license to use that name. Uh. And in the movies, they just had the Mandarin be his father, which the Mandarin was a Fu Manchu ripoff to begin with. So there you go. <laughs> uh, so it, it's happened with other things too, where they had to license to something like the Micronauts, things like that, where they had integrated it into their universe and then couldn't use the name anymore. So had to make some changes. Uh, and here's Loopholes. a, Yep, here's some more detailed. Oh, Doug Mensch was the writer and Herb Trimple was the artist. And although he's fighting S.H.I.E.L.D., S.H.I.E.L.D. is kind of tasked with keeping an eye on Godzilla, but it's mostly not Nick Fury. It's mostly Dum Dum Dugan who's heading up the Godzilla task force. <laughs> Fury, Dumb, Dumb Fury, <laughs> yes. Fury makes some appearances, but, he, but mostly to yell at Dum Dum about, you got to get on that monster and get it under control. Uh, if yeah, I have I, to tell you again, uh, Nick Fear. So, Dum Dum Dugan was originally one of the Howling Commandos. Excuse me. Nick Fury was originally a World War II comic book. Nick Fury and his Sergeant Nick Fury and his Howling Commandos. Then he got retooled into a spy comic, and that's when it became Nick Fury, Agent of Shield. And but the other commandos also became shield agents. So Dum uh, Dum Dugan, who's a guy that wears a bowler and smokes a cigar <laughs> during World War II, even though he's in uniform, he'd be wearing a bowler with like his rank patch on the bowler, <laughs> smoking a cigar. And then once he became a spy, he's wearing his sort of high-tech spy jumpsuit, but still wearing that bowler hat and smoking a cigar. I, I, I don't know. I don't know where his name comes from. I don't know why he puts up with people calling him Dum Dum. Because I'm pretty sure his mother, pretty sure his mother didn't name him that. But there you are. <laughs> it's not his birth certificate name. Yeah, it's not his government name. <laughs> a giant prehistoric monster. This is the summary from Wikizilla, because I liked it better than the one from Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikizilla. Nice. Thanks. A giant prehistoric monster roused by atomic testing, Godzilla first menaced Japan in 1956 and repeatedly attacked the nation's cities before gradually becoming the lesser of two evils, fending off other more malevolent creatures and unintentionally defending mankind in the process. This lasted for 20 years. At some point after that, Godzilla became frozen inside an iceberg only to be only to break free once the iceberg reached Alaska. So that's where the comic book actually starts with him breaking out. I want of the to iceberg. break free. <laughs> it I starts with him coming out of an iceberg. Free. We've seen this in the, some of the movies, too. He's always getting frozen and then breaking out. Yeah. And also, wasn't there a cartoon that we watched? Um like in the very beginning where it was like a monster, a Godzilla type monster being frozen. Yes. Yes. The atomic monster Superman cartoon. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Superman cartoon. That uh, we watched that Excuse before me. we watched, was it beast from 20,000 fathoms? I think so. Yeah. Because uh, they seem to have ripped off the idea from that. Yeah. The plot is the same. Godzilla then began a destructive campaign across the United States, tracked by S.H.I.E.L.D. and crossing paths with the many heroes of the Marvel Universe. This finally culminated in a battle against the Avengers and the Fantastic Four in New York City, which ended in a draw as Godzilla decided to return to the ocean. And this is where the gratuitous Spider-Man appearance comes in. Spider-Man's not <laughs> in the battle. He gets there just as the battle's ending, 
and he and Godzilla's walking away and he whips out his camera to take a picture so he can sell it to J. Jonah Jameson. Oh my gosh. And he even says, that's not a great picture. It's from the back and at a distance, but it's better than nothing. And maybe Jonah will buy it. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, so that's where the comic book series actually ends. And then the rest of this is the later appearances where he's Godzilla, but not Godzilla. He was later captured and mutated by his old nemesis, Dr. Demonicus, and used <laughs> as a pawn in his evil plans at one point clashing with Iron Man. So Dr. Demonicus appears throughout the series and he's creating other kaiju and making them fight Godzilla and trying to take over Godzilla. Godzilla largely disappeared afterward, though many creatures resembling him have since appeared. His last known appearance came when he attacked New York City along with several other inhabitants of Monster Island under the control of the Mole Men. By this point, he no longer bore the mutated appearance he had while under Demonicus's control. So, this was the first American Godzilla comic. I don't know if there have been any Japanese ones. I don't think so. But since then, uh, Dark Horse made several Godzilla comics, and they had the license for a while. And now IDW currently has the license and regularly puts out Godzilla comics. They tend to be short limited series and one shots rather than an ongoing thing. I Mm. recently read Godzilla versus the mighty Morphin power Rangers. Yeah. That was like a four or five issue series. Hell yeah. You read it. Did you read it online? Uh, I just bought digital copies. Nice. I didn't, feel the need to own a hard copy actually buy it (laughs) yeah Yeah. well most of my comics now are digital it's just the superman titles that i buy physical copies of for the most part Mm, okay and the rest of them i just read uh, digitally on my kindle yeah because i just had too many i had to start getting rid of some and selling them they were taking up too much space Mm -hmm. so i wanted to have a more concentrated collection instead of just keeping everything I ever bought. (laughs) Having a bunch of of random shit that I didn't really care about. Mm -hmm. So there you go, folks. That is Godzilla King of the Monsters from Marvel Comics. Uh, As I said, you you can't find it online anywhere. I couldn't even find unofficial, you know, like bootleg scans or anything like that online. And Damn, nothing? No. I, well, I didn't look in that archive to see if somebody had scanned it and put it in there, but that's possible. Yeah, that was my next question. Yeah, that's it's possible because th- that uh, archive we sometimes allude to does have print material in it as well as video. Ooh. But Honeybee, I don't. You've never read any Godzilla comics, have you? No, I haven't. I didn't really even think about it or know that they existed. Yeah, I was going to try to get you a copy so you could read this, but it's a little overpriced. I bet. So maybe next time we're in the same place together, you can just thumb through my copy. I'll thumb through your copy. (laughs) Plenty of time for that later. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline so that was the 77 through 79 now we're moving on to the hannah barbera cartoon which i didn't maybe that maybe i'm gonna embarrass myself here but did hannah barbera do some powerpuff girls stuff powerpuff girls was cartoon network and yeah there's certainly hannah barbera stuff on the cartoon network Okay, maybe that's where I just you know, I, I just felt like I knew the name and I wasn't sure why and I thought it was like Powerpuff Girls or something around that time. I don't know. Uh, I I can try to look that up really quick. Yes, they did produce the Powerpuff Girls. 
okay, okay. I would say the most famous Hanna-Barbera character is probably Scooby-Doo. Yeah, and man, I literally, as the first episode, I was like, whoa, this is Scooby-Doo Godzilla, like Godzilla Scooby-Doo cartoon. <laughs> it really yes. is. Even like Godzilla's like noises are like very Scooby-Doo. Well, there's a reason for that. Is it Scooby-Doo? Yes, Don Messick. <laughs> Is the vo- Don Messick provides the voice, so to speak, of Godzuki, and he is also the original voice of Scooby Doo. Oh my gosh, that's he so was the voice funny. of Scooby Doo for the first several decades until basically for everything until he retired, and then Fred Welker took over. Fred Welker, Frank Welker, Frank Welker does the voice of Fred, but mm. he has also done the voice of Scooby Doo and stuff after. Don retired. Wow. So, yeah, why don't we, since since that came up, let's look at the rest of the voice cast. Jeff David as Captain Carl Majors. Brenda Thompson as Dr. Quinn Darien. Darien? Darien? Hilly Hicks as Brock Borden. Al Eisenman as Pete Darien. And, as I said, Don Messick as Godzuki. Oh, oh And Ted Cassidy as Godzilla. Because we have to tell you, Godzilla doesn't speak, but he has the worst fucking sound effect in this cartoon that we've ever (laughs) Ted Cassidy, you may know as Lurch from the original Adams Family. Oh, okay. Well, let me tell you. That's his best name. Lurch is where his talent is because Godzilla roars ain't it my friend yeah instead of doing some sort of effect instead of doing a proper effect they just have Ted going (laughs) not great that was actually pretty good so yeah it's it's, they should have got you to do it because man it's horrible I was so disappointed I'm like what the hell Especially because Godzilla's roar is so iconic and it's that like screechy, just like deep, feel it in your bones, like dinosaur. Same thing when you hear like a T-Rex sound effect. It's that same like, ooh, you know, shivers down your spine. And I know it's a cartoon, but shit, like the the stuff is just so... According to uh, Joseph Barbera... (laughs) The network wanted them to tone stuff down. His original intention was to kind of just do an adaptation of the movies. Mm. And then standards and practices from NBC said, don't shoot any flame at anybody. Don't step on any buildings or cars. (laughs) And they ended up, uh, you know, coming up with some things to lighten it up a little bit Mm. at the behest of the network. So they, took some well one of the guys that worked on it had worked on Johnny Quest and so a lot of the sort of dynamic of the Johnny Quest show ends up turning up in this and Godzuki is basically Scooby Doo or Bandit from Johnny <laughs> Quest or any number of comic relief animal characters from any number of Hanna Barbera cartoons. Oh my gosh. Godzuki. <laughs> yeah, what'd you think of Godzuki? Oh man, I freaking loved Godzuki. <laughs> you did? Uh, I, I, yeah, I did because it's just so goofy and silly. And I mean, also, I feel like uh, I hate to say it, but I kind of like Godzuki more than I like Minya. Is that rude? <laughs> <laughs> I feel rude saying it. It feels like, damn, I know that's your real son, but man, I feel like Godzuki should have been God's real son. Because his, I like how derpy he is. He's kind of a little shit. He like gets into shit. He doesn't listen. He's uh, just like so goofy. And I just loved it. I just love him. And especially the Scooby-Doo-ness of him. And how, like, P uh, is kind of like our little Panchita. We have a little, like, friend gang. They're not really a friend gang. They're more like scientists and shit. 
but it feels yeah. very like friend gang in and out of doors crazy shit happening um oh no call godzilla and and i think it's yeah. funny that godzuki can communicate with godzilla just while screaming at the top of his lungs they're like godzuki tell godzilla to follow us and he's like yeah. why right <laughs> and then godzilla just like turns around and is following him so uh, goofy well let, let me give the overview of the series this is also from uh, wikipedia not wikizilla hey. but wikipedia Thank you, Wikipedia. Thank you, Wikipedia. The series follows the adventures of a team of scientists on the Calico, a hydrofoil research vessel headed by Captain Carl Majors. Now, I think the Calico, the name Calico, I believe is meant to remind you of the Calypso, which was Jacques Cousteau's ship. Mm. Do Do you remember Jacques Cousteau at all? I know the name, but I'm not sure. I'm not familiar. Like, I don't know. Jacques Cousteau is a real, yeah, real life oceanographer who had a popular TV show for a number of years, The Undersea World of Jacques Cousteau. He invented the first workable aqualung, the self-contained underwater breathing apparatus, better known by the scuba. Yes, he invented scuba gear. Uh, he was an oceanographer, a documenter, had a TV show, uh, appeared on lots of TV shows and movies and things. And his ship was called the Calypso. So I think they named the Calico. I don't think that's random. I think they were trying to make you think of the Calypso. Oh. Uh, this is about the time period when his show was on the air and everybody would have known the idea of uh, action adventure oceanographers. You know, I'm sure that was inspired by Jacques Cousteau. Anyway, they're on this ship with Carl, Captain Carl Majors just seems to be the captain of the ship. He's not a scientist. He's just a ship captain. The rest oh. of the crew include scientist Dr. Quinn Darian, her nephew Pete Darian, and her research assistant Brock Borden. Also along for the ride is Godzuki, the cowardly nephew of Godzilla and Pete's best friend, in a comic foil role in the show. Godzuki can attempt to fly using the small wings under his arms. Whenever Godzuki tries to breathe fire, he usually just coughs up smoke rings. Aww. The group often call upon Godzilla by using a special signaler when in danger, such as attacks by other giant monsters. Godzuki is also able to roar to summon Godzilla. Godzilla's size in the animated series shifts radically, sometimes within a single episode or even a single scene. For instance, Godzilla's claws can wrap around a large ship, and only minutes later, a team of scientists fits rather neatly on Godzilla's palm. In addition, Godzilla's trademark atomic breath is altered so that he breathes simple fire. He can also, and I don't know who was buying this decision, shoot laser beams from his eyes, much like Superman's heat vision. Why do you need eye beams when you already breathe fire yeah i kind of also had that thought but then i was thinking that maybe it's just for the cartoon like they're trying to judge it up and make it you know superhero-y because he really yeah. is the superhero in this whole series he really is the hero sort of i mean yes he is but he's actually sort of the the superpower yeah he he's the superhero. So the, these all you know. I didn't watch the entire series. I used to watch this when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this oh, and before we get on too Saturday far, morning, day, on Saturday mornings, yes. <laughs> and we'll go into that in a minute about the variations it went through, and the opening theme song. Oh, I couldn't have told you all the details of who the crew were and all of that, but I could mm-hmm. have sung you the opening theme song. <laughs> Just like the King Kong theme song, it's 
probably the best part of the show, at least until it gets to the Godzuki part, and then it turns into doop doodle doop doodle doodle doop doop. Yeah. It's it sounds like uh like music you would hear on the like a carousel or a merry-go-round. Yeah, yeah. Like yes, like some calliope nonsense. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, I've gotten totally off track. I don't know what I was talking about. Sorry. No. So oh, him, him being that he's the, the he's the superpower. He, so oh yeah. There's a formula. All, all of these episodes, there's a formula, and what do you mean? Well, that uh, you know they're out there doing science shit, and then a monster shows up. They call Godzilla. It scares the monster off. Then they look into where did the monster come from, and they go. Yeah, they find out more information about the monster and then they call Godzilla a second time and he fight successfully fights off the monster. Yeah. I don't think he ever actually destroys it or kills it, but he sort of permanently vanquishes it and we don't see it again. Get out of my house, son. But in a lot, I would say most superhero-based shows, cartoons and TV shows, I mean cartoons and live-action shows – if it is a superhero, superpower-based show, the hero will show up twice. Once near the beginning and again near the end. They're almost mm-hmm. never in their power mode through the entire episode. Whether it's uh, the Incredible Hulk mm-hmm. or Superman or um, some, you know, some magical genie being summoned mm-hmm. or Billy Batson turning into Captain Marvel or anything like that. The power, whether they, whether the person just puts on a costume or transforms in some way, the power shows up twice in the episode, mm-hmm. but not constantly throughout the episode. So in this series, the superpower is basically the ability to summon Godzilla Godzilla himself has very little personality, very little uh, will. He doesn't have any goals or objectives of his own. He just shows up when he's summoned and the heroes steer him towards. Yeah, they steer him towards whatever needs to be done and he does it. But Mm -hmm. most of the time they're interacting with Godzuki and not Godzilla. So he's basically, rather than really being the superhero himself, he is the superpower that the team summons twice an episode. I would say the one exception to this is the super friends who are just the super friends the whole time. And we never or almost never see them change back into Bruce Wayne or Clark Kent or whoever. Uh, I think it still follows a pattern in that they fight twice an episode and then do a, bunch, do a bunch of figuring out stuff, but they don't bother going back into their non-powered mode between the two fights. So there you go. But yeah, as we already mentioned, Godzuki is very much the Scooby-Doo of the bunch. Yeah, he really is. And I guess maybe we should mention Brock Borden is black because... It's the 70s, and black characters are starting to show up on television. Yeah, baby. And I think this is the first time in a Godzilla movie, definitely, but possibly even in any of the movies we've been watching, where a black character is one of the main characters and is not just some native that the main characters interact with. Or mm-hmm. a Japanese person in blackface. Yeah, with a horrible wig. Yeah. I don't think we've had any other black main characters that I can think of in any of the movies that we've watched, but certainly not in any of the Godzilla ones. Mm-hmm. So that's some forward progress there. Shout out. And we have a lady scientist, but nobody at any point that I saw made a big deal about the fact that she's a lady scientist. She was just a scientist who happened to be a lady. So we're starting to finally hit that mark. Yeah. (laughs) Where it doesn't need, where she can just do her job and nobody needs to comment on the fact that she's a woman. Mm -hmm. 
We do have this weird thing you get in most cartoons where it's never a complete family. Almost never. Because, like, Pete's her nephew? Yeah, Pete's her nephew. Where are Pete's parents? Why is Pete with her? Are his parents dead? Or is he just doing an internship? It's not clear why he's on this boat. He's staying the summer at his aunt's house. Right. But it does seem like he's there all the time. So maybe she's actually his guardian, but it's never explicitly stated. Yeah, he could just be hanging out with her during summer vacation. Uh But it's... uh, a lot of episodes for him to be doing that. So I think she's his guardian, but yeah, most of the time, like Johnny quest, it was Johnny and his father, but his mother was nowhere to be seen. And I don't know if she was ever even mentioned in a lot of these things. It's only one of the parents, the other one, we don't know what happened to them (laughs) or it's, or it's a nephew or something like that. And I don't know why that is. There's no reason why, Captain Carl and Dr. Quinn couldn't have been both of his parents because Carl certainly acts like a father figure. I don't know. It's just a thing they do. Just some depth. Just to give it some depth and some relatability, maybe. I don't know. So oh, so I was going to mention how the format of this show. So it premiered as the Godzilla Power Hour. Mm. So it was a half hour of Godzilla with a half hour episode of Janna of the Jungle. That was basically a female Tarzan. Oh. There were 13 episodes in that season. Well, the first eight were part of the Godzilla Power Hour. And then, let's see, it premiered, I'm looking at Wikipedia here. Premiered in September. Then, in November, it was expanded into 90 minutes. They added Johnny Quest reruns. Because Johnny Quest had been, like the Flintstones, Johnny Quest was originally a primetime show from years before. They uh, added Johnny Quest reruns and titled it the the Godzilla Super 90, because it's 90 minutes. Then it split off into its own show just called Godzilla. Then it became the Godzilla Globetrotters Adventure Hour. (laughs) Okay. Because the Harlem Globetrotters, the basketball team, they had a cartoon show. Oh, okay. And... Then it got repackaged again as the Godzilla Dynomutt Hour and finally the Godzilla Hong Kong Fooey Hour until it was eventually canceled. So it only had two proper seasons and then they would just, you know, repackage it and rerun it, you know, pair it with something new. The the uh, Godzilla Hong Kong Fooey Hour ended in 1981. Well, they had already stopped making episodes in 1979. But they were still, they were still running it. But they weren't making any new episodes. Mm, yeah, totally. Reruns. And they right? used to, yeah, they used to do that a lot back then. They would uh, show old stuff, like the like I said, the Flintstones. I saw on Saturday mornings, but it was originally on primetime when it first came out. And then they would do new versions sometimes, but sometimes they would just keep showing the same old stuff. Those old Warner Brothers cartoons just got recycled and repackaged. Those things were from like the 40s and the 50s, and they would keep showing those on Saturday morning cartoons for decades. Honeybee, any more thoughts on what, which episodes did you watch? How much of it did you watch? Let me look through my notes. So I watched the first, well, because it's like broken up in three parts. Like episode one is broken into part one, part two, yeah. part three on YouTube. I think basically on YouTube, they just, for each, com- what would have been a commercial break mm-hmm. in the original airing, they just cut, they, they made it a separate file on the YouTube site. I don't know why. I think the reason why is because I, I did a little bit of snooping on this YouTube channel, is because they were releasing each, like whatever it is, 10 minutes or whatever, each uh-huh. part um, weekly. So it was like, comment, subscribe, like next week you'll see the rest of the episode. And so they did all, I think it was like 26 episodes they did in those three parts so that it took like 70 some odd weeks. So it was like, it took the whole year for all of them to come out. I see. But now it's all up there and you can just watch. Yeah, totally. I loved just how random Godzuki was. It just, he was, I just like, he's such a shit. I really, I just thought he was so funny. Um, I thought, oh, you said how many episodes did I watch? So I watched the first 
probably like two full episodes so like those six parts and then yeah. I'm, I'm moving into a new apartment so I just like had it on while I was moving so I watched the first like two episodes like the six parts then it just was on while I was moving stuff and I came back into it on episode I want to say it was episode six um the energy beast is okay. when I like came back into it and watched a few more there and then like just played it while I like did other things so I got probably a good solid, I'd say four episodes on, but I did go through the entire series, but I like actually paid attention to watch, I'd say like four episodes in okay. full yeah, sporadically. I, 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 <laughs> uh, I watched the first four over a period of a few weeks, but I was looking at the summaries here. I think I need to jump ahead and watch number seven, the Colossus of Atlantis. Cause that's some crazy shit there. Oh, so good. The team happens across the ancient city of Atlantis and they, including Godzilla end up imprisoned in the city. So yeah, that, and that's, I mean, we've seen various forms or versions of Atlantis in the Godzilla movies. Sometimes it's Atlantis, sometimes it's Seatopia or Mu, but it's all basically Atlantis. Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. uh, yeah, lots of underwater. I mean, Godzilla is a sea monster and they're oceanographers. So there's lots of underwater shit. Yes. Um, I also loved Pete. He's kind of like the closest thing you get at Zerponchito in this. Um, he's like a little yeah. tween who's like a badass. He like does crazy shit. Will just like all <laughs> of a sudden be like flying a helicopter. <laughs> and That's the right. Of That's <laughs> right. Yeah, he does just jump in the helicopter at one point and start flying it. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. So good. Surely, surely that is not legal. Uh, yeah. I do not love Godzuki as much as you do. I figured. I honestly cannot remember how I felt about him as a child, but I watched this cartoon a lot. Mm -hmm. So I must have at least found him tolerable. <laughs> I think I mostly just got excited when I heard the theme song because it is pretty damn good. Uh, so good. Also, there's this advertisement, and I think like the second episode, I'm not sure, Earth Eater, whatever episode Earth Eater is. And That's the second one. Okay, there's an advertisement that Earth Eater like goes through, and it's, uh -huh. it says, drink butts root beer. Like, butts <laughs> is the name of the brand. I was like, what the heck? <laughs> I was like, did that. that just say drink butts root beer? I had to like <laughs> pause it and go back. I'm actually uh, going to send you this. I screenshotted it and I'm going to send you the screenshot. Just so you can see. Okay. I did not notice that. Drink butts root beer. <laughs> um, I'm sending it to you right now. Somebody posted a picture, a drawing they had done on Reddit of this cartoon Godzilla fighting the cartoon Godzilla from Godzilla, the animated series, which was a spinoff of the 96 American Godzilla movie. Mm. And then in the discussion of that, somebody was pointing out that this version of Godzilla is the second largest Godzilla ever. Although, as we said, his size changes radically. Yeah, it, they both, the uh, both of them, of uh, both of them, Godzuki too, like at one moment, he'll be huge. And then the next minute, he'll be really small. The very largest version is the one from Godzilla Planet of the Monsters, which is an anime that is on Netflix from 2017, and it is the first of a uh, trilogy of anime oh, damn. God Godzilla movies. So we will get to those eventually. Woohoo! This, so that is the third animated version. This is the first animated version. The second is the one that I just mentioned, Godzilla the Animated Series. Then there's this trilogy of animes, and then there is the current Godzilla Singular Points which has a second season coming out soon. And as far as I know, that's all the 
cartoon versions there's been. And uh, as everybody should know by now, there's a cartoon Gamera coming out soon. Yeah, baby. So we'll maybe do a brief review of that when it comes out and then a full breakdown when we get to it. So, Honeybee, what are you going to rate Godzilla from the Godzilla Power Hour? Well, I'm going to rate the cartoon itself like a four. Highly recommend. I think you should watch it. It's funny. It's silly. The animation is great. Oh, another note I have is that I think Firebird was just Rodan. Yeah. They like the comic book they only had the rights to Godzilla so they had to make up a bunch yeah. of monsters but Firebird is very much like Rodan yeah what else what else yeah I thought um so yeah like as a cartoon as a thing I say like for the Godzilla himself in this I did really like him because he was like the superhero you know like he was the good guy he was like fighting off the whatever um, and that was cool, like how they just like summon him every time. Like they just call him, like, "Hey, Godzilla!" Like Batman, like do the signal, and like yes. all of a sudden, yeah. he's there, oh. and then doing the thing. Yeah. Oh, I want. I wanted to mention that. I meant to mention that. Hanna Barbera does not believe in origin stories. Apparently, <laughs> there's a tendency in these cartoons to just start off with things already the way they are, and no explanation of how they got to be that way. So they have this device, this basically a box with a red button on it that the captain wears on his belt. And when they push this button, it summons Godzilla. (laughs) There is no explanation of how they met Godzilla in the first place, how they got him to agree to show up when they push this button or what they've done to force him to show up when they push this button or whatever. Why Godzuki is there and so friendly with them. It's assumed that Godzuki is Godzilla's son, but I don't know that it's ever explicitly stated, but that's how they, how they behave, sort of. Mm. Yeah, And as I said, no explanation of why the kid's on the boat. It just starts off with, hey, here we are on the boat. Oh, no, a monster. Call Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, there's a real tendency to do that in Hanna-Barbera cartoons is not bother explaining how anything got to be the way it is. They just jump right in. And sometimes that can be a good thing, but I think with the kids, like with kids cartoons, especially in cartoons, like it's easy to get away with that, you know? Yeah. It makes more sense. You're not like searching for that. Like what, what does it mean? It's just easier to accept when it's like animated. But it's also part of the episodic nature of it that mm-hmm. each each story is very self-contained. They're not going to assume that you are watching every week. Yeah. So there's no there's no overarching storyline that nobody changes. The status quo is maintained throughout. The mm-hmm. situation is never it's always been that way, it's always gonna be that way. Nothing ever changes because they don't know what order you're going to watch these in or if you're going to watch it every week or anything like that. So in every every episode has to have everything already the way it is and not bother really explaining anything. Any explanation necessary will be covered in the theme song, which <laughs> in this in this theme song just tells us that he comes up from the depths and he breathes fire. And how tall he is. Yes. And that there's and that there's also Godzuki. And Godzuki. (laughs) It just makes me so happy. Watch this. People, listen to me. Go to your YouTube right now. They're they're the longest one is like nine minutes. I think the shortest one is like five minutes and eight seconds. If I remember that correctly, like they're short, go enjoy yourself. Yeah, but it, nothing compared it, to the shortness of Godzilla Island. <laughs> uh, I think I'm only going to rate it a three, but I did really love it when I was a kid. Just nice. I have a lower tolerance for Godzuki style nonsense as an adult. Yeah, I say uh, like the cartoon of four, I'd say like the Godzilla himself. 
a three just because he's kind of lame like he doesn't really we don't like he you know he, yeah yeah exactly also i feel sort of embarrassed to say this too but i kind of realized in watching this cartoon that a uh, reptar from the rugrats is also a godzilla thing i have not watched that much rugrats well it was kind of like something that i watched a lot of or it was very right. you know it was definitely my those years like the years i was coming up like i was the audience intended for that and they have like a reptar and he's i am reptar hear me roar and he's very <laughs> he is very godzilla i never really knew that i realized like he's just a dinosaur to me but seeing this animated godzilla with the spikes in his back yeah. i was like oh reptar is also a godzilla type thing or something that was like inspired by or like based off of you know yeah and this Godzilla and the Marvel one both look a little more like a Tyrannosaurus than the than the movie Godzilla. Mm-hmm. They are both green. They do, and they both breathe fire rather than atomic breath. Mm-hmm. In the cartoon, uh, they're I don't know if they mention atomic much in the comic. They're they're trying to get away from the political implications of Godzilla by not mentioning atomic energy or atomic bombs or anything like that. <laughs> so that's why he's just kind of a fire breathing dragon rather than an atomic oh. dragon, <laughs> a child of the bomb. Dragon. Dragon, not lizard. I can do that tongue thing. Uh, all right. I think that's all the, the notes I have. That's all everything. The I, Godzuki you can stand. Yeah. I'm sure as soon as we're done, I'll think of something else. Oh, totally. Every every episode. <laughs> Folks, we have a Patreon now. Patreon.com slash MMFTG. Consider supporting us on there. Follow us on the Twitter and the Instagram and the Letterboxd. Give us a review on whatever podcast platform you use consider listening on spotify download spotify download spotify (laughs) (laughs) i guess that's gonna wrap it up for today i have been precious d and i have been honey b thank you so much for being here you guys remember to keep calm and take shelter in basements and please don't misuse science we won't see you but you will hear us next time on monster movie fun time go You've been listening to Monster Movie Fun Time Go. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and review us on your podcasting platform of choice. Our theme song is by the Texacano folk rock punk featuring Lita Lopez. You can support the show, find links to our social media, and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm slash mmftg. Fun time go!